Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On these glorious days between Pascha and Pentecost, when it is very easy for us to lose our way, because we are not accompanied by the highly structured season of the great fast, we keep our eye on all that the Savior is accomplishing for us. All the encounters with men and women, all the post-resurrection appearances, all the healings. And today we come to the response of the Church over three centuries after the birth of our Savior. The great council that was summoned by the Holy Emperor Constantine, the first Roman Emperor to be a Christian. And he opened the way for the Church to have a legal presence in the Empire. These glorious things contain within themselves at their very heart a kind of sobering ambiguity. We honor those who took the courageous step of thinking that all society could hear in its deep heart the gospel of the Savior. And that society was enabled to do this through the life and work of the Emperor Constantine, who summoned the first council in the year 325 across the harbor from Constantinople in a city in Asia called, in English, Nicaea, Nicaea in Greek. 318 holy bishops gathered there to cope with the first of the great heresies, Arianism, Arius being a presbyter from the nation of Libya, Arius being a priest of the great city of Alexandria, who did not believe that Christ was as such God, who believed that Christ was created, that is a creatura, a creature. Therefore, as a creature, he is not God. He may be a nice guy, he may be lots of fun to spend time with. He may be all kinds of things, but what he is not is God. Well, of course, this is to preach a Christ other than the Christ of the Gospel. And that is what all heresy reduces to. It all boils down just to that. The assertion by someone of his own opinion over that of the entire experience of the Church. Heresy, as you know, is a Greek word. It comes from areo, the verb, I choose, and areome, I choose for myself. In other words, I assert my own personal, my own subjective, my own private opinion over the knowledge that the Church has of the Christ of the Gospel. Well, the gospel that is read in the churches on this day, the feast of the First Ecumenical Council, puts it very well and very succinctly. What is at stake comes at the beginning of the gospel reading, eternal life. 
And in the church's struggle to maintain her ducks all lined up, so to speak. What the church always acts in behalf of is eternal life, is the assertion of the Christ whom we encounter in the gospel, who is in his own person eternal life. And to shift him over into this column, to pull him and shove him into another column, is to break the bridge that he is for us between the world of space and time and the eternal world where there is no space and no time. Where there is only the effulgent presence of the all-holy trinity who is love, who shares his life beyond life with each of us personally, individually, idiosyncratically, distinctively. So, this morning's Gospel tells us of the, the relationship between the Savior and the Father, asserting that that life, though the God has no life, because we use a word that we use for mammals, and for plants. We use a word for botany and biology. And of course, that is not the kind of life that the Savior has, because the kind of life that we know dies. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it's rather fragile. You can lose it. But God doesn't lose his life. It isn't fragile. It isn't life in any form that is known in any of the galaxies. It is beyond all that. And it is that life that the Father hath in himself, that he hath given unto the Son to have in himself, that the Son gives to us, most immediately and most accessibly in the Holy Mysteries. As we will all see as we receive the body and blood of that God, that Son who is one with the Father. The great assertion the great achievement of the Holy Fathers, inspired by the Holy Spirit at Nicaea in the year 325, was to understand how it is that Christ functions for us to accomplish our immortality, and thereby, in concentrating on the person of Christ, the Church also comes to a far deeper awareness of the person that each one of us is. As a Harvard philosopher, Harry Wolfson, who was in fact a Jew, pointed out oh, in the 1920s or the 1930s, there was no idea of what we call person amongst the ancient Romans or the ancient Greeks or the ancient Egyptians or Babylonians or the Chinese or any of the ancient peoples. As he points out, the idea of the person, the awareness of what we know as person, was the achievement of the Greek fathers of the Church. It was St. Athanasius above all and the Cappadocian fathers above all, who in coming to grips intellectually with their minds, 
with the persons of the Holy Trinity and understanding that they are divine, that they are God, and that there is one God, although he exists in three persons as a community of persons, in coming to grips with that, that for the first time, the notion of what is a person comes into view. But the first idea of person is a theological idea, and it is the persons of the Holy Trinity. After that, we understand ourselves. This feast of these holy 318 fathers, of course, ended up by proposing to Arios, who was at the council by invitation of the Holy Fathers, and was treated, and we must stress that in our own time with our temptations to be somewhat uh, abrupt and terse. Uh, he was treated with great respect by the Holy Fathers, who disagreed with him, but who addressed him with his titles and addressed him politely. Issued finally an invitation to Arios to revisit his opinions and to render them consonant with the mind of the church, something that Arius refused, once again fulfilling in his own life the exact meaning of the Greek verb aireo, I choose for myself. I choose, in fact, my own way. I prefer my own opinion. This was very tragic, and in fact, Historically speaking, the First Council of Nicaea settled nothing except the faith of the Church. Because large numbers of people, bishops, clergy, laity, were to follow along in the trail of Arius. And we have not heard the last of him. It took a much deeper struggle, which was waged essentially by St. Basil the Great though he did not live himself to see the final victory over this terrible, pernicious heresy. It took all of his work, carried forward by his best friend, St. Gregory the Theologian, for the Church to finally settle the matter once and for all. But when we say that, the Church settled it once and for all, we do not mean that on the streets the church had won, there weren't any more Arians. Quite frankly, an Anglican bishop and theologian, J.C. Wand, wrote in our own time that most Christians who call themselves Protestants in the West are functional Arians today. In fact, I just happened to look in on a biography of that quintessential icon of American culture, Catherine Hepburn, of all people. And at a certain point, her biographer, who is a Jewish man, asks her if she believes in God and if she believes in Jesus Christ. Catherine then allows herself to impart a paragraph of her own theories of what God and Jesus Christ are all about. Believe me, Arius was proud of this woman. Yes, Jesus was an important man, a nice man, and he had some good teachings. That was it. That's Arianism. 
That isn't the Christ whom we meet in the Gospel. The Christ who says, I and the Father are one. The Christ who said in this morning's Gospel that he shared the glory of the Father before the world began, before there was time. That Christ, the Christ of the Gospel, is the Christ who is the subject of what we call the apostolic preaching and is the subject of all the high theologizing of the Greek fathers, right down to the latest of them. May God grant that we understand that we are not only to lead decent lives as men and women who wear crosses on our bodies and profess that we are Christians. We must also realize that we have to keep our heads straight on the fundamental dogmas of our salvation. Because without them, we are going to lose our way. May God bless our minds and keep them strong and clear. Amen.